Hello and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael and this is The Campaigns, A New World, episode number 20, The End. In our previous episode, the PCs made their way exploring the city, eventually coming upon what appeared to be a temple dedicated to three gods whose faces had been roughly scratched out. They're not sure when that happened, but we are referring to them as the three faceless gods. They started to explore the levels, and they found stairways that went up, and they found two priestly chambers. Each had a priest inside there that appeared to be frozen or catatonic. After some research, they found out that these uh, beings were androgynous, And they now believe that these are slug creatures that have taken over positions of authority in the city and were frozen in time or otherwise incapacitated by the lack of magic, um, as the other slug people indicated they would find in the city. So we're going to pick up this episode with the characters heading down into the sub-level of the temple and seeing what waits for them there. Please stick around after this episode ends. It is kind of short compared to other episodes, and I will have a message on the other side for you. Thanks. So here is The Campaign's A New World, episode number 20, The End. Previously on A New World. So you have began exploring the Temple of the Faceless Gods. You have found two frozen elf-like creatures that you believe are slugs who are androgynous and have no genitalia. You found a couple secret stashes of wealth. And uh, you were about to explore the basement, uh, the the lower level when we stopped last time. So unless something has changed, I'm assuming you guys are going to head into the basement? Yes. All right. So, just how totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> fuck you. We're doing something else. So you guys start making your way down into the basement, and there's it's it, it's the where the the stairways going up were both narrow and tight and very steep. This one is a lot flatter and goes out in a wider pattern. Um, and it actually you you imagine that you probably have actually gone deeper than the first level. Ground so level. it's like you bypass level one and you're actually going into like a subterranean, I guess, and yeah. then. After you've gone, you know, maybe 40 feet, there's a, there's a glow that you just start to kind of see. So, like, you start to see light coming from up from above you or from below you than, rather than from above you. I take my weapons out. Okay. I proceed. Shing. All right. You guys continue. Would I, I want, do most temples, like, their secret level, does it usually have traps and stuff? In my experience, in my exploration of things. Usually things that are hidden are meant to be protected, and so sometimes there's additional protections. All right. I'll say right. be careful because we might start finding traps. I'll continue being first. I think either he or I should go first. Why? The highest AC and highest hit points. I do not know what you speak of. <laughs> Greatest faith. Done this a bunch of Hardest to hit there. and healthiest. I it's, do not understand your answer. <laughs> I proceed. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'll go. I'll be right behind. I'm right behind him. I've explored I'm right behind more him. temples than either one of you have. So I have the most experience. He he does have a slight Indiana Jones flair to his character. 
So he continues on. It goes probably down for another 30 feet. And what you can see is in the space around, like so the staircase goes around and there's an open area. Like you could just jump off and fall like down. And that's where the glow is coming from. And as you get a little bit closer, you start to hear the sort of tinkling of water. And there's like a moss or a lichen that's growing on the inside of this area that's that's bioluminescent. Like the glow is coming from this moss growing on the inside of this well or whatever. It's not really actually it's a well, but whatever the stairwell is. And then there's a door that goes off to one side. So it's just a big pile of glowing moss and a door. Are we like on a balcony? Uh, no, you're underground like in a basement. So we're in the basement, yep. and on the same level that we are, there's the glowing light. Yeah, you, uh, you guys kept going down like a yes, spirally staircase, and as you got to there. the bottom, the 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 hole keeps going, and it's filled with this glowing. Can we moth. keep going down? No, it's it stops, and there's a doorway in front of you. So just in the hole, there's the lichen that we just described. We could use this to light the uh, city. As long as it's not poisonous or it's actually not an evil beast of some sort, yes. All presumptions, yes. So we can go through the door without crossing this thing, right? Yep. I will be eyeing that thing while I'm going through the door in case it moves. Okay. So you go into this, you open this door. It's a, it's a wooden door, and it's actually really well made. It's got like iron studs and iron bands, so it's actually held up better than, than most. It's still, the age has got to it. So like when you put any pressure whatsoever, it kind of, like the handle sort of breaks a little bit and you're able to open it up. And this is a just a large chamber and it just seems to be filled with like probably the, the church's treasure. There's gold and jewels and it's almost like a dragon's den full of treasure everywhere. Only Mike would give us like millions of gold that we can you use. don't do anything with. <laughs> but I know. Most noticeably. Any magical weapon I you could ever imagine is here and it doesn't work. But the thing that draws your attention even more than the gold and the jewels is that on the far wall, and it's actually back pretty far, so it's like 40 or 50 feet, when your torchlight kind of comes in and it starts to sparkle off the gold and jewels, there are drips, like like gold is just dripping from the wall in streaks and it's pooling on the ground. But it's obviously it's taken millennia to, to gather, so it's not like it's running off like a faucet. But as you get closer, you can see that there's three faces and the eyes are weeping gold. And there's just gold as if they were crying gold tears. And it's just slowly over years got to the ground and it's starting to pull up. So there's like just pure gold and like a glob coming out of these three faces. But they too have been marked out, but the eyes have not been damaged. So you, you could literally just snap off like a chunk of gold off the wall. I wouldn't touch that. Is there any items that could be magical, but they're not because there's no magic zone right here? There's not a lot like, well, there's no armor, there's no weapons, boots, it's just, cloaks. It's, it's just, just treasure, gold, jewels, gems, necklaces, that kind of thing. Uh, there's some books and stuff down here as well. But again, it's oh, well, yeah, um, you don't see any people, sluggish or otherwise. Hmm. Why would there be a war in here? People would die and they wouldn't take any of this gold. Well, I I think if you were, were if you're scared for your life and you're just taking this isn't what you would be worried about taking Food. with you if you're no, leaving. No, but the people or... that were fighting the other people went somewhere. They did something. If they were pillaging the city, they would take at least the gold in, from the priest upstairs with his golden chain. In the rooms, in the rooms that had the people that had died from fighting 
did it look like two groups were fighting each other inside the rooms or it looked like warriors had just run into whatever room and locked these doors and were hiding from something and anyone no there's a bottle they had wounds like an arrow wound. Uh, that's right so maybe, now, of course, maybe, maybe they got through them and they took some. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, like, it's just weird that they were fighting inside a house and then the doors are locked. You know, like, I, maybe they just brought wounded people in the door and, and closed the door and that's just weird. I think I know why. Because the slug people infiltrated lots of the city and then planned and then said, this is when we attack. But they were already in the city, in houses. And so they. That's possible, but what's weird is they didn't have to. Who were they? I don't. I don't think the slug people like to work with anyone, so I don't know who at how was attacking them from the outside. More slug people. No, slug people don't fight. They don't fight like that. That's not their style. Slug people don't attack with goats. They just infiltrate by taking over people. That's what they do. We haven't seen them. When the slug people are taking over people, the people were not fighting us with swords, right? Or were they? No, they well the only ones you fought three of them, and they had infiltrated and tried to be other people. They tried to trick you, right? And they only fought as a defense mechanism, and then they tried to run. I don't think they would attack with boats. It's like why would they waste their own kind when they can just infiltrate this entire city? All they have to do is just keep infiltrating. There were already two of the priests. Well, the boats, the ships could have belonged to the people that live at the city. Trying to escape, that's possible. We have a lot of clues, but we don't have anything that links them together. Maybe this is what the attackers wanted. Maybe the they were here for gold. It. I don't think the slack people like the gold, because what would they do with it? I don't think they care about money, because they don't buy anything. As well, as far as we know. They have seen what would gold. be their purpose for taking this place over, then? Well, he said they to eat people. They're predators. For them, we're, we're food. That's what they said, right? That's, that's, that's what the problem that you have is. That they're predators. In any case, there's a bunch of gold here, but there's nothing we can do with it. I like the lichen outside, but I'm afraid it might be something horrific. We'll take a gold coin and throw it at the lichen and see what happens. Okay, it uh, it hits, bounces, and then it drops and you hear a bloop as if it hit, like, water. water. I want to clo- get closer to the faces on the wall. Okay. And what what are the faces of? They look at like the faces of the gods, but they've been defaced, so they... You can't tell any features other than the eyes. Where's the gold coming from? There? Do you remember the portal that opened up at camp and it was waves of albino looking elves that were going to come through and then they were like the giant yes. looking elves? Were they albino elves? So do you think that maybe they, it, the first group that came here was just a group like us who went through the portal and then... An opposing group of elves came through. Well, if the albino elves attacked the city, maybe they opened portals, and then they sat down magic so no more portals could be opened. The fighting was already happening, and then the other group was coming from the, from the sea. So with the same group trying to attack, and they started with portals, but they knew at some point they had anti-magic defenses. Or maybe they didn't know. That would explain why there's people inside and outside, but the doors never got opened. Yeah. So maybe the albino... And, and I was going to say that would be why... Things got defaced as well. Maybe they're not really albino. They're just never outside, so they're just really well. They're not actually albino. I described them as as pale and albino-ish. They they weren't truly albino. Maybe that's why they were pale, because they're never on the surface of the sun. Maybe maybe they were coming from down here. Not from the city. Maybe they're the people that were attacking with the boats, and they're still a surviving race. They still exist. And they know how to use the portals. Do you think that? 
Yeah, I think that's very possible. I just think if it's a, you have a no magic zone, then it cannot happen. Because we still haven't checked out, well, not that, but I mean all the way up on the surface where the the spiral stoned thing, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. We didn't ever get to go back to that. Well, we went, went to another one, and that's how we got down here. Yeah, so we kind of know what it's for. Even though the other one might be for the white albino elves. Yeah, it could be to a different... That could be from the race that attacked here, or vice versa. Do we think we could open the other one now that... Did we see see how they opened this one? They opened it by having Tredic spill his blood, and that's what activated it. And that's one of the things they said, that his blood is the only thing that would activate the portal. How do the slugs get in and out? They... They didn't. That was part of that is that they couldn't get here without you guys. And if you remember, so they were above ground until we showed up. Yep. So well, but the slides can dig through ground, the ground, so they can just go anywhere they want to. It's just the city they cannot enter because they. Is that true of the slugs? We've seen them. You know they can burrow through the ground, but again, you went down like a mile, so you don't know if they would actually be able to get this deep or not. But they definitely said that they could not enter the city without. Him. Right, I know they couldn't enter the city, but so in a weird way, if we find out a way to to allow magic, that actually might be the worst thing we can do. Allowing magic in here would allow the slugs to come back. The slugs might activate the other slugs from outside. Might be able to communicate with the ones inside. The albino-looking elves might be able to attack the city if they're aware of it. it Could be a lot of bad things that can happen. Yeah, I think we need to take the slug people upstairs and put them somewhere so if magic does come back because of an accidental thing that we do at least they're not like roaming around well i want to i want to take them outside i don't think this would be with the people that would scare the people they're already hungry and afraid no i want to take them outside the city through the doors then they'll become actual slugs but that's well our purpose here is to find this slug people, return them. I thought you wouldn't want to do that. That we made an agreement with them that they would keep away from us and not harm us if this is what we did. So I'm trying to keep our end of the uh, bargain. We haven't actually... I thought we were waiting for somebody to... Right, that, that was the general agreement, but it has to be solidified. The, the, the slug that made that agreement doesn't have the authority, so he was going to get an elder from his home that would be able to officially make that a pact. And that he said it on a, it would be a good faith effort on your part if it, you would free at least one of their people when he showed up. So this is day one. He said he'd be back in three days. Okay. So you have two days left before he's supposed to return with this elder. And if they can't enter, maybe it's not. We need to figure out if that's a good bargain because we might be bargaining with the devil or the equivalent of evil in the uh, universe. Mark the scribe. Write this down. That that's what I said before we entered the city. <laughs> Let the record show. Let the record show that I said we should not bargain with these people before we decided to bargain with them. No, but we haven't made any commitments. Yeah, but we're but we're in here now. So he didn't do anything except show us where to go. Look, he, this, these people have killed at least four people that we know of, and and saved all of us, which I accept that is very valorous of them. But they have reasons why they did it. Well, yeah, but if you're a farmer and you slaughter pigs. You're going to save the 
pigs from the wolves but so, you can so that them. you can slaughter them. No, I totally agree. That's why it's dangerous. That's why I want these like people to be isolated. And I don't think we should make any decisions until we figure out what's happening. Even though like, I'm not against the idea of taking one of them out, see what happens, then we can question them. The problem is we don't know if they can telepathically talk to all their kind or something like that. And then we've got other problems. Because they might know what happened, how to open the doors. They were trying to infiltrate this place, which means they were trying to do something with it. Well, maybe it was just for food. Who knows? But maybe it's a safe place for them if they could get in. On day three, I think we should go to the door with one of these people. Well, I think we should go to the door with one of the people before the slugs come. So we, we can talk to this, to this slug by ourselves. Well, let's do it now. I want to go to the dragon first. Dragon. Then we'll go. We're still cleaning this area. There's one spot. Yeah, where there's one spot we don't know anything about. This could be your last game, Nico. So you want me to talk to slugs? Well, which do you think you could get in more information from? Visiting the dragon or talking to the frozen the slugs? Slug? Well, we might end up killing them. Or we might end up getting killed by them, too. We take one that's... Well, the one of them is dead. What, who? Which one? The one that was on the bed, he was stopped. We think he's dead. Oh. Let's go. Let's see if we yeah. can go. Let's see if we can go in the dragon ahead. Because I think that might hold a lot of keys. Why is there light in there? It has to be something. Even if it's just like a good could advantage be, point for us to look out. Could be more moss, but we can go there. Okay. I would like to take some of the lichen. Okay. That and so you're gonna I want to take it there. to the upstairs, uh, to the outside world, and I just want to. I love words like lichen. Because I thought it was lichen. Says them lichen, I, lichen. I think it's lichen. 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 I think it's lichen, lichen not lichen. lichen. Yeah. So you grab a handful, you you pull it off, and it's you know it has like a root system that's kind of against the wall, but you're able to pull it free, and you have like a handful of, and it's a faint glow, but it is. I mean, it, it would be like because I kind of want to try and I'll take some of the earth or whatever that it was kind of growing it's on in the water, and oh, it was just in the water. Yeah, it's just water. Okay, because then I want to just put it like. Almost like in a pot plant. When we get upstairs, and I just want, I just want to see if it'll grow and emit light, and then we can use that as a lighting system throughout the city. And moss grows really fast. Yeah. It also might emit poisonous gas. Yeah. It might also be like the green algae thing, or the red algae, or whatever that's taking over the Mediterranean, isn't there? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. There's a green algae or something that's taking over certain areas of. Like the ecosystem, lionfish. So you, you come back upstairs, and uh, it it is bioluminescent moss, so it doesn't eat your face, doesn't run away. It, it continues to glow faintly. Uh, you fully believe that if you take care of it properly, it will continue to grow and continue to emit light. Water. Yep. It basically needs new water and the nutrients that are present in the water. So, all right. So then you guys make your way back towards the center center of the city. You find that first dragon statue now it is carved to look like a dragon so it's not so it is smooth but there are contours from the carving that made it look like a dragon so it's not like you would be climbing vertically up like a skyscraper but it is a very difficult climb you have to get around 300 feet in the air to get to the balcony and if you fall you it's some good rolling die and since magic doesn't work <laughs> conveniently uh, you can't turn into a bird and fly up there so what would you guys like to do? Well, we're definitely going to want rope. Well, you and don't have any. Well, we got 50 feet, you said. Okay, you have 50 feet of rope. Which is fine. That's perfect. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we can... Next time! <laughs> we can free climb like 10 feet at a time and take stakes. I don't know if we want to be staking a dragon. 
Even if it is a statue. If it's a real dragon, you mean? No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, what if this? That's has- what I'm thinking. I was like, oh yeah, it could be a real dragon, like a stone or a statue, couldn't it? What if you got some kind of significance and we start messing with that? It could cause issues. Well, I don't want to like break it just enough to wedge in. Something I don't so, have any better so we ideas. can tie a rope. I don't have any better ideas. So if you think that's right, yeah, I mean, then we have an anchor point for our rope. So if someone falls, then it's like, oh, yeah. What gets now? If it's a real dragon, will be almost dead when the magic returns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna destroy it that way. It's real. We're gonna call it real dragon acupuncture. <laughs> acupuncture. Is it gonna be just one of us that climbs this? Well, no, it can be in. Don't look at my character sheet. I'm not going up there. <laughs> well, I mean, we are dwarfs. He's able to climb much better than us. I want to start taking off my armor. When we're by the dragon. In, in reality, Jack would be the best character for this. Ooh, and I, if he dies, he's not here. He's so. not here to say anything about it. I'll uh, take off my armor. Okay. My shield, all my weapons, my backpack. I'm basically wearing my underoos. <laughs> And the rope. I'll try climbing a little bit. I'll try the first 20 feet. Okay. So if I fall, what? it would just... I'm like, if I fall, just like try to slow down my fall. Well... <laughs> <laughs> You're all going to go... How are we supposed to accomplish that? All right. What is well, your... What, what you can, what you is your be, dexterity? Can... Can we fa- he- my dexterity? Can we use the rope to and hold on one second. Okay. Twelve. Okay, you're dead. You got a half naked dwarf climbing up. All right. People that rock climb, by the way, they, if somebody else is, is on the ground, they make sure that they don't fall head first. If somebody just hits you, and they usually have a, ma- a small mattress, so they fall. They fall on the mattress. However, right. You begin one. climbing, and early on, there's more. Contours than wait, 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 wait. Well, he's climbing. Unless you're going to just go grab him by the belt. Stop. I'll grab your ankle. What are you doing? This is really hard. Why are you pulling wait, me down? Wait, come back. <laughs> come I, down. I, I'll stay where I'm at. I want to fashion a parachute. You, I want to take the rope and take, clo- I don't know, something. But basically, I just want the rope to like go around your shoulders and my neck. <laughs> and I want you to be climbing with this parachute hanging off of you so that if you fall, something is slowing, will slow you down. I don't think that's gonna work. That reminds me when I try to jump off my roof with an umbrella. <laughs> this is this is imaginary. This could work. I want to climb twenty feet to see what happens. Okay, you make it. If I think it's too feet, difficult. It, it's difficult. You're you're not sure you could go on. So like you were able to get like twenty twenty five feet up, and then you're like the next handhold is like way up there, and you like you're not afraid, but you're concerned that you won't be able to do it. But you're at the 20-25 foot mark right now, and you're okay. Does it get worse after this? Yes, it gets harder the further you go because there's less contours. Like right now, there's like the hunched up feet and the claws and then the knees. So there's a lot of contours. I thought we are doing acupuncture for the dragon. Well, if you're going to try that, that's different. Do you have pittens, or are you going to try to use daggers? Like, what are you actually stabbing into it? What are we going to use for pittens during... Pins. I mean, uh, it's a shipyard, so unfortunately, there's not any usable rope. But yeah, you haven't found. I mean, there's other than the metal tools, everything down here you've touched is disintegrated. So there's nothing. Yeah. There's no cloth. I mean, there's no rope. Any kind Maybe of one of the stores is a climbing iron. Store. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. 
Maybe the blacksmith has something. Yeah, I was going to say Why did that. I climb 20 feet before I figured this out? <laughs> I started climbing down. Because you're a dwarf. <laughs> yes. All right, so you make your way back down. We need to go I'm get some. Trying to get some pins or something that we can All right, so, take a hammer and... Uh, exploring the blacksmith shop, you will find uh, some, some like, nails... Uh, that you could use for this, they're, you know, they're they're ores. So they're not going to disintegrate. I was like, oh, that's not me. But it's still going to be difficult because unless there's something about your characters, I don't know. None of you are actually trained in this. Climbing? No, this is just this would be an intelligence roll, I suppose, because I'm just going to put it in where like a seam or a crease is in like the carving and just kind of no, wedge it be, into place. It with strength. I'll power, power through it. <laughs> All right. So, but are you guys still going to let Valius do it? He seems to be I'll, spawn I mean, I'll I'll go too. Yeah, we'll have all three of us or two of us. All right. So we're gonna try to do, we're gonna try to climb with emphasis on careful over going fast, slow and steady. I just think it's funny that it's just you and me going up to the top <laughs> of the three hundred foot cliff. <laughs> Why? It's two dwarves. Well, because it's we're zombies free. versus balance. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm thinking plants versus zombies if it's paladins versus zombies, like it's a mini game. All right, so we're going to do this in 100-foot increments. Oh, great. To save time. Yeah, so give me a strength check. Well, hold on, I'm going to have him do the strength check because he's in front. 23. And then you're going to do a dex check. Eight. Better hope those knots hold. All right, so you make it up. That's only if we fall. 100 feet. Into the air using this pit and rope sort of centipede willy worm yeah, type just crawl. staggering up. So you're at around 100 feet. Duran's actually at closer to 75, so he's like halfway down the rope. So in case you fall, that you know he'll he'll catch you on that pit and type of thing. Okay, you're feeling pretty good. So I was now, hoping this was going on intelligence or strength. So now well, he's on strength. I'm gonna put you on deck. So now it's your second check. So you're at 100 feet in the air. Things are getting a little bit more difficult. It's a little harder. To make your way up. Oh, that was like a 15. That became a 9. 9 with my bonus. Okay, so you guys are moving your way up the side. Give me a higher low, Duran. Oh, high. And um, he slips. He starts falling. You you just see him. Just He falls backwards. Starts doing the whole, like, he's reaching out. I will well, not kill his scream. He's got his rope on him. Yeah, his, so his, I will still scream. The hammer, like, he goes flying backwards. I do everything in my power to hang tight and, like, brace myself into this to take the... All right, give me a strength check. God damn it. Eight. <laughs> All right. You're so heavy. So you see him oh, man. fall, and the rope just, bam, it's, you know, it's like a... It's like a bungee cord with no give, and there's just, like, yanks really tight. Ah! Makes him throw up and shit at the same time. And then you hear a pink as that first pitten that he was stopped on breaks off. He starts falling again. Well, that's all right. You took a lot of the fall. Yeah. The pin took a lot of the fall out. He falls about another 10 feet for the next pin. Bing! It what? falls out. Hits where you're at because of your spelled strength check. You fall off, and now you're both falling. So let's see if one of those other pittens will hold. It's <laughs> the worst pittens ever. Darren, this is a very important decision for you, my friend. I need you to pick high or low. Hi. So you fall about 15 feet. Bam! Aaron. And then he yet again. Ugh! And it seems to hold. At least for the moment. You've stopped. 
Is you feel de- something brown and kind of liquid <laughs> hits you close to you, Blaine. You just have a feeling. So let's take... Uh, something just happened. What's going to say 10 points of damage to Valius and 6 points of damage to Durin from the rope pulling against you, rope burn, right. and everything else. But you are alive. You can regain your wits and continue to scale if you would like. But clearly, this is a dangerous property. This is very dangerous, but it worked out fairly well. Uh, I I need to make sure this pit doesn't go deeper. I start climbing again. Okay. Uh, give me another strength check. All right. Eight. You are exhausted from this, and you, you're probably going to have to rest before you can try it again. Like, you just have a hard time holding the hammer. But he pretty much... He's not going to make it. Oh. Do you want to take the lead? Or you guys I'll, I'll take the lead if you want to sure. do the... I'll, I'll rest while you're... Well, go ahead. I'll be right behind you. All right. So now it's a strength check for Durin. God damn it. Seven. All right. You, uh... What is up with me rolling tonight? I haven't rolled over ten. <laughs> you, uh... You actually overcompensate, and you just start bending the pittance. Like, every time you bend it so it doesn't stick right and you basically run out so you're gonna have to go back to the blacksmith shop and try to find more so at least for today there's no more climbing damn all right now we need to figure you know what after we get the pittance let's go ask one of the villagers if they have experience rock climbing <laughs> i got an even i've got a good idea now too we can put the pins in we'll find out more pins and use them as rungs and we can use our feet too you know so I don't we'll think we have that many. Do we have that many pins, though? I don't know. I'm saying if we can find enough pins. We will look for a rock climbing store. Okay. <laughs> if there was, there, the rope would all be gone, but you might find some some additional spikes. So you're going to have to rest this entire day. We're going to look for, we're going to ask if any villagers have experience with climbing. Okay. Um, and we'll tell him why. So so before that happens, you guys gather at the, the new central campsite everybody's got water they do some more exploration and actually the the moss that you bring up is also edible we have the tread can can check it and so it's not great but combined with the the mussels and scallops that you picked earlier this is the the best meal that they've had in a while (laughs) it's thanksgiving can i get a consensus of what the people think of me because i've brought them food i've brought them water i've brought them light and I've been doing it since we've come down here. I know so that you're Jesus in your in your mind. I've raised the dead. I don't know what more. I've I've I'm keeping them alive in the desert here. All right. Um, there the the mood in the city has gone up since they found water, and it seems to go up even a little bit more now that they found that there's that there is food. The fishermen are already talking about repairing the nets or, you know, even using clothing. They want to go past the fence outside and see if they can catch bigger fish. So they're all excited. You know, stories have spread through the camp that that they know there's a road. You know, who knows where that road could lead. It could be another city. It could be a town. There's just so much optimism right now that for the first time the city feels like things are looking up. This is also the day of founding, which is the first national holiday of a new world. So they use the water and um, the food, and they have a bit of a celebration. And, and actually, there is a lot of positivity towards Durin and, and his contributions to the and city. And kind of a little bit out of character for what he, my character would do, but I want to, you know, just congratulate everyone on, I don't know, just 
uplifting words to people just to keep encouraging them that, you know, you know, we're going to make it through this. I'm not trying to hold a place in power or anything like that, but I just want everyone to know that, like, I'm here to help. I'm not, not here you to know, do, do bad things. Not here to do bad things. All right. So you guys rest up. Uh, you end up basically passing out for the night. So the next morning, you guys are, so this is day two. Slug people are supposed to come back on day three. No one of the civilians has a lot of experience climbing uh, other than Jack, who says, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I could do that. Can we take Jack with us? Yeah, but it's 10 o'clock, so that's where we'll end in here. So we'll start back next session with you guys ascending the Dragon Tower to see what waits inside. And we're back. So let's just all take a moment and breathe in. Clearly this was not how this campaign was supposed to end. I did not know at the time that this would be the last game. If I did, I would have done things differently, certainly, and just allowed the PCs to have some successes climbing that dragon pillar and at least find out what was in the other side. Or I would have sort of forced them along the path to open the one door of the four that enter the city that they didn't open so they could have found what was on the other side. So... The game didn't stop for any reason in the game. It stopped for things outside of the game. I'm going to cover that just very quickly on what happened in case you're interested. If you're not, I completely understand. Uh, but obviously, I was disappointed in how this campaign ended. And in perfect honesty, if I had not already started releasing episodes prior to this campaign ending, I probably just would not have released any of them because of the way that it ended, but there were already several episodes out before this campaign kind of imploded. Before I get into that, the last thing I will say is that um, Caleb is going to do a table topic episode, kind of like he's interviewing me specifically about this campaign series. So if there are any questions that you have about like what something might have meant or, you know, uh, where it was going or what the plan was or what changes, anything in particular that you would like to ask me about this campaign, if you get that information to Caleb either on Twitter at the Caleb G on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the RPG Academy, or of course you can email us. You can email him directly, Caleb at the RPG Academy, or just sort of in general podcast at the RPG Academy. And just let us know what questions you have. Uh, again, it could be anything. It could be where the original inspiration came from or why I did a certain thing or didn't do a certain thing or who were those albino elves or who set the fire on the ship or, you know, why was it a Tersharctopus? Whatever. If you have some questions and you like for me to answer them, please send them in and I'll do my best. So basically what happened here, if you've been keeping up, you know that Nico has moved away to New York uh, to be with his family. Cannot blame the guy at all for that. We had thought that he had one game left. Uh, it may have hit the cutting room floor, but at some point someone mentioned out of game about whether or not this was going to be Nico's last game. We didn't think it was going to be. We knew it was a chance, but we thought he was going to come back for one more session. But that didn't happen. And then Evan had another friend, kind of a work friend, that knew that he was playing uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and was showing some interest, and Evan wanted to see if this guy, his name's Dustin, would want to play. And he said he was up for it, but he wasn't sure if it was something that he would really want to do. So rather than spending a lot of time trying to get 
Dustin, the character, worked into this game, we decided to run a short adventure that would be separate from this and see if Dustin likes it, does he have fun, does he fit in with our group, and then start the campaigns back up a month or so later with Dustin coming in. And Nico's character, Valius the, the Paladin, was going to sort of take over the temple and, and be more like a priest or a clergy for the uh, new civilization. So um, I did a synergy session by myself. I used a pack of cards. I used that to write an adventure called The Cursed City of Calamot, or also City of the Damned. And we did record those episodes, and they're going to be released shortly. Uh, it's more of a self-contained adventure. There's, it's only like four episodes long. However, in the middle of recording those episodes, Evan decided that he didn't want to play Dungeons & Dragons anymore. Uh, he and I are still friends. We did not have a falling out personally. But he just decided that, and I don't know the specifics, but I think it was taking up too much time uh, between the podcast and the games. But for whatever reason, he just decided that he just didn't want to play anymore. So he stepped out, which is why if you've been listening to the other episodes, you know that uh, Caleb is now my pretty much permanent co-host uh, of the Dungeon Talk slash Table Topics. And that's because Evan's no longer wanting to be part of the website. So Evan stepped out. So even in the four episodes or five, I'm not sure how it's going to edit out of the adventure that I wrote, Evan's only in some of them. Dustin and Rob are both really more Evan's friends than my friends. Uh, I like them both and I'm friendly with both, but we don't really hang out outside of playing D&D together. So they both came long enough to finish the adventure and then that was pretty much it. So at the end of about our month and a half break or two months from the, this game, Evan's no longer playing, Rob's no longer playing, Nico's no longer playing, and Dustin, who was going to take a role, isn't interested in playing anymore. And I just didn't see any sense of continuing this game with only Travis and Nick and myself. So basically that's what happened. The, the game fell apart because the group fell apart. I didn't really have anything to do with the game itself as far as I know. At least no one has shared that with me. I was still having a lot of fun with the game, and I think there's some cool mysteries that were getting close to being solved, but uh, alas, that doesn't seem like that would happen. Again, this website is dedicated to trying to help people learn how to play role-playing games, and specifically Dungeons & Dragons, and that's just what happens. I've been doing this for a very long time, and I've had any number of campaigns, adventures, and groups that just sort of fall apart. So... I apologize that in this case I'm recording them and there are people out there listening who are invested in the story outside of my group. Uh, it certainly was not my desire to uh, just sort of stop this one in the middle with not really a satisfying conclusion. Uh, but again, I promise that if you ask some questions, I will do my best to answer them with the understanding that I do make up a lot of stuff as I go. And then I spend time working backwards to figure out how it makes sense going forward. So some questions might be, I don't know yet, or I wasn't sure, but I can give you an idea of what I thought was going to happen and kind of what my concept was behind certain decisions. Uh, so if you have those questions, please send them in. The next series of uh, adventures I'm going to release are, are going to be that synergy session I ran, that short adventure, and it is a self-contained adventure. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and has an end, sort of, but it, it does have a conclusion. That was one of the things that was really important to me is that this was a more of a, a, an adventure than a campaign, if, to, if only to prove to myself that I could actually write a game that had an ending. And then after that, we are going to start releasing the new 13th Age game, Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, that I'm now running over uh, Google Hangouts. 
we are still releasing the Star Wars episodes. We have a few more of the trial version, which is where we were just trying out the system, and then we're going to switch over to a full campaign version because we made our own characters, and are, this is now an ongoing campaign. And then I also have a, um, a listener who was kind of local, and he asked if he could run a game for us, and while our Star Wars game is on hiatus because our uh, DM's out of country, uh, this uh, guy, Rocky, decided to fill in, and he's running sort of a short module uh, using D&D Next playtest rules, though he did change a few things to set it in the Eberron setting, which I'm happy about because I love that setting. So we have plenty of campaign material continuing to come out. Hopefully it will end better than this one did. So enough of that. As always, I really appreciate you guys listening. If there's uh, any comments or questions you have, please let us know on the website, and we will talk to you soon. You can give us feedback and comments on our website, therpgacademy.com. You can listen to previous podcasts on our website and subscribe to new ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a table topic, we'd love to hear it. Email us at podcast at therpgacademy.com or connect with us. We're on Twitter at The RPG Academy. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash therpgacademy. We also have a Google Plus page, The RPG Academy. As always, thanks for listening, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.